Welcome to the Deeper You Go, the Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rannon. So this episode is about the Immaculate Conception, which is the biblical story about Mary, the Virgin Mary who gave birth to Jesus. And as you could probably guess, there is much more to this story than meets the eye. See, the story of the Immaculate Conception is not about a woman who defied the laws of biology and gave birth to the Son of God. Instead, it is a story about you and me. It's a story that discusses the concept of manifestation, about how to bring an idea into its physical form. It's a story about the alchemical process. And it's also a story that gives you a subtle reminder that you need to take responsibility and control of your own mind if you want to reach your highest potential. So before we get into it, I encourage you all to reach out with any questions you may have about my journey or anything I have discussed. And if you are enjoying the show and would like to support the show or my journey, the easiest way to do that is to get you some podcast gear. I have stickers, hats, mugs, and t-shirts and hoodies. So the link for the gear is in the show notes. Another great way to support me is uh, I have some fermented herbal tonics and pine pollen tinctures available. These are in limited supply, so please email me for more details. And lastly, at the very least, if you enjoy this podcast, please like, share, subscribe, and leave a review, specifically if you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app. It's a simple gesture that really helps me out. And so if you want to contact me, my email and Instagram are located in the show notes. Okay, so let's get into it. So over the course of my life, I've had a lot of mind-blowing aha moments that have completely changed my view of reality and my understanding of how it all works. And one of the biggest moments was learning that the Bible is not a factual book. Now, to to be honest, I actually never believed it was a factual book. So really, I should say that the big aha moment was learning that the Bible was way much, was, was so much more than some silly, superstitious book that contained stories of pure fantasy. See, I learned that the Bible actually contains a lot of useful information that it is essentially a psychological drama about human consciousness. That's right. It seems that the Bible is a book that is written in code, parables, and allegory that teaches us how to unlock and master our own consciousness so that we may become the creators of our own destiny. In other words, it teaches us how to raise our consciousness so that we can reach our highest potential to become gods or at least become the son of God, which is the representation of God in the physical form. Now, there's a lot to unpack with what I just said. First, as I've stated before, I can't believe I'm talking about the Bible and Jesus and God. See, growing up, despite going to church on a semi-regular basis, I considered myself to be agnostic which is a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of God or of anything beyond material phenomena. 
In other words, to be agnostic means that maybe God exists and maybe he doesn't and that you have essentially no belief one way or the other. Then, as I got older and became a young adult, I switched from being agnostic to becoming atheist, which meant I didn't believe in God or the spiritual world at all. I believed all the mainstream scientific views of the world. So instead, I believed all the mainstream scientific views of the world. I believe that our universe, our planet, and even life itself was nothing more than a product of random chance conceived over an infinite time scale, and that all of life's mysteries could be or would eventually be explained by science. At See, at that time, science was my religion because science produced technology and science was based on reason, logic, facts, and proof. Whereas stories like Noah's Ark, Moses parting the Red Sea, Jesus turning water into wine or coming back from the dead were not provable at all. Not only that, but they also didn't seem plausible or even possible. Then what really drove me to become atheist was learning about history and the amount of war, death, and destruction caused by all the world's religions. Then, fast forward to modern day, and you have the atrocities and crimes committed by Catholic priests. So with all that information combined, so with all that information combined, it seemed like religion and the ideas of God were nothing more than a mind virus used to control weak-minded people. Not to mention that I was never a big fan of the Bible, given the fact that we know it has been translated several times over thousands of years. We know that certain books and stories have been purposely left out, and we know that history is always written by the winners. So given all that, it is hard for me to believe that the Bible was anything but rubbish. However, once I discovered the world of plant medicines, I slowly started to become more open to the ideas that there is much more to the world than can be explained by data graphs, charts, reason, and logic. I I began to quickly realize that there is much more to the world than the religion of science. I started to accept and believe in a spiritual non-scientific, I started to believe in some spiritual non-scientific aspects of nature. Then my views and opinions on the Bible significantly changed a few years ago when I came across some fascinating lectures called The Psychological Significance of the Bible by Jordan Peterson. Now, quick side note, I'm sure there are a few of you listening that upon hearing the name Jordan Peterson have either become triggered or are rolling your eyes. And if this is the case, I will tell you that you have been brainwashed by the mainstream media. You have no idea why you don't like him other than some vague notions you have been told about to convince you that he is a bad guy. And unfortunately, this is all too common. Those of us that are unplugged see this narrative being played out all the time. You see the media project a message, and then immediately you see all the NPCs regurgitate the exact same message. It happens with political issues, it happens with medical issues, and it happens with social issues. 
Most people haven't had an original thought in years, and we will get into why this is later on in the episode. So with that being said, I'm not here to defend Jordan Peterson, and I'm not here to convince you to like him. That is not the purpose of this episode. He has his faults like we all do. I am just telling you that he is not who you have been told he is. He is a brilliant mind, and his lectures, particularly particularly on the Bible, are life-changing. And if I were you, I would set aside my preconceived notions, open up your mind, and I bet you would learn a lot from those lectures. So anyway, in his biblical lectures, he breaks down the book of Genesis and documents how these stories are an analogy for human consciousness and a blueprint for how to live a more productive and meaningful life. And I can't recommend these lectures enough. You can find them on YouTube and on his podcast. There's also a playlist on Spotify, and I will put a link in the show notes. So, like I said, these lectures changed my opinion on the Bible and showed me that if you dig a little deeper than the surface layer, it is a fascinating book that contains a lot of useful information. I then recently discovered Neville Goddard, who is an author and mystic who wrote on the Bible esotericism and is considered to be one of the pioneers of the Law of Assumption. So the law of assumption, in case you're wondering, is a theory which states that we that what we assume to be true is what we will eventually manifest. In other words, what we focus on and what we believe ourselves to be, we will eventually become. And this is true, and it and it is what and this is true, and it is what all the new age manifestation techniques are based on. But that is a different episode. So anyway, I recently bought the Neville collection on Audible, which contains 10 of his books. Neville's take on the Bible is very similar to that of Jordan Peterson. Or actually, maybe it's the other way around, as Neville came before Jordan. But either way, Neville viewed the Bible as a parable of the human psyche and as opposed to a record of historical events. He believed that the Bible was a guidebook meant to teach people that we are all expressions of God, that every human being is God individualized as that person, and that you are the creator. But more importantly, he believed that when God is mentioned in the Bible, it is not referring to it is not referring to the all-powerful creator, but instead it is referring to our own consciousness, that God is not apart from us, but that God is our awareness of being. So the overarching theme of his book is that if you understand the deeper meaning of the Bible, you will learn how to control and raise your consciousness so that you can become the all-powerful creator of your own reality. And one of the stories that he talked about, which I found fascinating, was the Immaculate Conception. Now, This is a common story that just about everybody knows. It is essentially the story of the Virgin Mary giving birth to Jesus. Now, I realize we are living in a very strange time where in the year of 2023, despite all the advancement in both technology and science, the accepted mainstream belief is that it is now scientifically possible for a man to give birth to a child. 
because this has become the accepted narrative, I have to assume that some people no longer understand how a child is created, which means that there are some people who won't understand this, who won't even understand the surface meaning of the immaculate conception. So here it is. So Mary was a virgin, which meant that she produced a baby without conception. She just magically became pregnant, but not with a random child. She became pregnant and gave birth to the son of God. Now, on the surface, we know that this is not possible as it takes two to tangle. To tangle, it requires both masculine and feminine energy to produce a child. This means that there has to be a deeper meaning to the story. Okay, so what is it? Well, the true meaning of the Immaculate Conception is, is the birth of an, of an idea unaided by another. So let me say that again. The true meaning of the Immaculate Conception is the birth of an idea unaided by another. So now this is a really super cool idea as it is something I talked about in episode 29, The Principle of Gender. See, the Immaculate Conception is a story about how the alchemical process of manifestation works. See, in the story of the Immaculate Conception, God represents our conscious mind or our masculine energy. Mary represents our subconscious mind or our feminine energy. And Jesus represents the physical manifestation or product of the masculine and feminine. So when God impregnated Mary, a virgin, and she gave birth to a son, Jesus, this is the same process everyone, you and I, use to create something out of nothing. It is how we take our ideas and eventually make them real. Or another way to think about this is that in order to manifest our reality, to bring our ideas to life, our conscious mind, God, must impregnate or direct our subconscious mind, Mary, which then gives birth or brings the idea into physical form, Jesus. This is the same process discussed in the Kabbalion under the principle of gender, which is so cool and absolutely mind-blowing. So you may be wondering why Mary was a virgin. Is that a relevant part of the story? And the answer is yes, it is absolutely significant. See, Remember, Mary is a representation of our subconscious mind, and the fact that she was a virgin means that she gave birth without outside influence. What this means is that Mary gave birth to a pure, original idea. See, there is a passage from the principle of gender that explains this perfectly, and if you haven't listened to my alchemy series where I break down the seven hermetic principles, I urge you to do so because this will make a lot more sense and it's, and it's fascinating. But anyway, the, the passage from the principle of gender says, without the active aid of the will of the masculine principle, the feminine principle is apt to rest content with generating mental images, which are the result of impressions received from outside instead of producing original mental creations. So this means the job of our subconscious mind is to receive inputs or ideas and then give birth to those ideas. But here's the catch. 
Our subconscious mind doesn't necessarily care where those inputs come from. They can come from within, from your own conscious mind, or they can come from without, from someone else's conscious mind. So in other words, if you don't take control of your own mind, someone else will. And we know this to be true. This is why I said earlier that most people haven't had an original thought in years. Their subconscious mind is being programmed by the mainstream narrative. This is why people jump from one current event to the other, forming no real opinion and instead just regurgitating socially accepted talking points. I mean, think about the last three and a half years from BLM to the virus, which shall not be named to Donald Trump, to Joe Biden, to Ukraine, to climate change, and now to Bud Light, it seems that every few months there is a new controversy that everyone gets all up in arms about, picks a side, takes a stance, only to then forget about it several months later when they are told to argue about a new controversy. See, I remember several months ago, I mean, actually, I have no idea when it was, as I feel like I'm losing all concept of time, but I believe it was shortly after Elon Musk bought Twitter. So Elon Musk posted this meme that said, I support the current thing, which perfectly sums up how most people think over the last three and a half years. So this is happening All this craziness is happening because most people refuse to take control and responsibility for their own life and instead have given control of their subconscious mind over to the ruling class and as a result are being manipulated by social media, the news, large corporations, and celebrities. And this is why being a virgin is such a key component to the story. In order to give birth to the Son of God, which is the representation of giving birth to your highest potential, The influence has to be pure, and it has to come from within, from your own conscious mind. I mean, look, it all comes down to this. If you don't take responsibility for your life, if you don't do your own research, if you don't formulate your own opinions, thoughts, and ideas, and if you don't pursue your own dreams and aspirations, someone else will gladly step in to take control and use you to help them achieve their dreams and aspirations. I mean, think about it. Do you really think the politicians, celebrities, or large corporations care about you? Or are they just using you to make them more money? I mean, take all the time you need to think about that. After you're done thinking about that, let me ask you this. What will it be? The red pill or the blue pill? See you on the other side.